Hello, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, the Mayor of Music. Hi, Mayor of Music. I didn't vote for him. That's fine, because votes don't matter in the bunker. Just like the primaries. Huzzah! Welcome to the show. We're here to pimp out Draft the Universe's very first album. Now that's what I call Bunker Music One. Featuring such classic hits as... Trapped in the Bunker, as sung to the style of R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet. Help me, I'm trapped in the bunker. And such wonderful songs as... All These Eyes Are Watching You, sung to the tune of Private Eyes. I always feel like these eyes are watching me. That's the wrong song. But moving on, how about some Tibetan throat singing? Oh. Are we sure this is what Glorian wanted? She certainly had a particular glow in her eye when she asked for it, very specifically. Okay, well, whatever she wants. You sure she didn't want a theme song? She specifically asked for throat singing. Maybe maybe she also wanted a, a theme, theme song? song? How Welcome back to Draft the Universe, the Nerdfight Battle Royal. This is the podcast where we pick a topic. Today we will pick our favorites, and next week we will use them to fight to the death, or maybe just for bragging rights. I'm Jafar. I'm the mayor of music! No, no you're not. I'm Chris. And I'm Ben. And we're here today to talk and draft our favorite songs of the 2010s. Whew, this was a tough one, boys. I'm very upset coming into this. Most of the music I listened to was written 200 years ago. I am woefully un unprepared. Um, if you go back about 40 episodes, we did uh, 2000s albums, and I very regrettably learned that I couldn't take Metrics Fantasies thinking it was a 2010s album. Then in research, I found out it was an album released at the end of 2009, and I totally could have. So I'm like, oh, next music draft. I get a chance to take Metrics Fantasies. And then we're doing 2010's music, and I know for certain that it came out in 2009, mm. and I can't again. Yeah, that's and rough. You can't pick me. that song by any metric. All right, that's a podcast. Good <laughs> job, everyone. <laughs> Time to pack it up. That's a wrap. <laughs> Good run. 107 episodes? Mm -hmm. Something like that. I felt Whatever. if I've, my puns could kill this podcast, it would never made it out of infancy. I felt a particular Fair. kind of pressure um, on this on this draft. Uh, I mean, I think the only other place that I've found this is when I drafted House of Cards, um, which is like I don't want to pick anybody who turned out to have been like a murderer or some sort of terrible human being or turned into Kanye West. How bad's Kanye right now? Pretty bad. Where's his his uh, his his share price? The latest that I heard, <laughs> the latest Kanye news. Do we 
Do we want to start a Kanye news tech segment? I'd rather no. not. <laughs> Is a, um, there was a picture of him uh, eating KFC chicken um, in the background of uh, uh, Kim Kardashian's uh, Instagram photo. Which okay. seems like a regular person thing to do. I had KFC chicken like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, sometimes you want some KFC. Yeah. A very fun early aughts thing I saw was a super clip of uh, Kanye West trying to not be in keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> and just like him realizing like, oh, the camera crews are in here and like backing out of rooms or like hiding in the like behind entourages. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. But yeah. I'm I'm ex- I'm super excited. Um, the last oh fuck ten years. Oh, the last ten years have been great. For, oh, I can't do it. Oh. I mean, I I've had a pretty good time. I got married. I had a son. Yeah, I had. I, had I just did time. not follow popular music. I That's just your guys' shtick. I just really don't want to. Ref- I don't really want to think of my life in terms of ten year segments, right? Well, there's been three of them. Yeah. I guess I guess that's not a lot. It's more or less halfway done, you know. But yeah, yeah, you know, you should totally just preempt your midlife crisis by a decade. What's the worst that could happen? I've been preempting my midlife crisis. Yeah, he's been in an ongoing midlife crisis since he was about nineteen. That's just a called a crisis. If the, if I were that to, that sounds like a great band name. If I were it's to, it's just called a crisis. No, a call to crisis. Ooh, if I were to write an autobiography, um, I might call it Infinite Crisis. <laughs> okay, well, just, I mean, just like that one. Oh, I would have gone with Crisis on Infinite Chris's. See, mm. that's the difference between you and me. Yeah, <laughs> right there, encapsulated. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Crisis in Infinite Chris's. Have you ever read David Foster Wallace? Um, no, I haven't. Okay, is he? A monster? I have no idea. That's the weird thing is that you can't talk about anybody anymore. Well, you can. Let's be clear. You can talk about people who are assholes. You can appreciate the things that they made. They kind of get divorced from their creations at the time of putting them out. Especially atrocious people we can agree to like put aside what they made, right? Um, But... But yeah, there's... It's it's such a fucking minefield lately. (laughs) Well, it's just people are learning stuff's not being like industry secrets anymore. It's good. It's not that anyone is any more or less reprehensible from a total perspective of the industry standpoint. It's that we've got more perfect information. Okay. I agree. And everyone you loved beforehand <laughs> that you haven't been ruined is probably a dickbag too. I okay. I disagreed so heavily with you until you added the caveat industry, because I believe that like definitively people have been more reprehensible in the last several years. Um, They have been given moral license to by their figures of authority. Um, I mean, that is a thing that's been happening. Yeah. Moral license is a real thing. I'm not making that up. So what are we talking about? 2010 songs. Oh, okay. I thought I I did not know that anymore. (laughs) We're talking about forgotten about that. Um, we're talking about the the fall of an empire, Ben. Empires are always uh, rising and falling in America. Yeah. So, so who goes we first? Got, we got band picks. No, oh, no picks. Oh yeah. Okay. 
first, Chris, you've got you got the first band pick. I didn't even think of this. Um, you you want me to? Just, you have to give. You, you have want to me pick to softball one. you one real quick? I don't have to. I think yeah, you do. That's the rules. Those are the rules. You get to ban something. You, you have, have to, to ban something. You can't just not take a fourth round pick. What? I mean, it's... I guess you. I guess you could. <laughs> so if if, if dangerous I... territory you're entering, Ben, right now. Well, I don't think that we've I don't think we've explored this area yet. So we can we can come to a consensus about this. There are plenty of bad songs in the 2010s. I will just softball you one, and you can ban it. Okay. Okay. We'll say uh, Moves Like Jagger from Maroon 5. I actually like that a little bit. Okay, okay well, that's going to be my band pick then. You can have Imagine Dragons Radioactive. Mm. Yeah, okay. Pentatonix did it much better. Banned. Okay, Imagine Dragons Radioactive. Banned. Easy enough. All right. And I will immediately go and ban Maroon 5, Moves Like Jagger. Okay, and I will ban... I'm... And, <laughs> I, and I will bland. Ah, shit. <laughs> hey, Ben. Yeah. What will you bland? I will ban <laughs> Black Star by David Bowie. Fuck you. Whoa. Why? <laughs> We're done talking about it. <laughs> it's a no no pick. Ben? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't on my list, actually. Uh,. Because there's better music that he put out in the 2010s. Okay, just but, to be just to be clear, but I'm mad at you. Y- you picked the song, the song Black Star mm-hmm. off the album Black Star. There's like ten or twelve other songs on that album. So six, six, there's five, six songs oh, on right. that album. It's a, yeah, it's a short there's album. five songs, other songs on that album. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> Next day was better. Ooh. I'll just get that out of the way right now. I mean. All right, Ben. What mm-hmm. what are we going to talk about then? All right, so let's talk about some music. Uh, now, again, I will say most of the music I listen to is not contemporary, so this was a very difficult draft for me. Um, you seem to know a certain song really quick off the top of your head. There, we're not talking about it. Um, so my number one pick, I will take a song that got deep down into every crevasse of culture of uh, music in the early uh, 2010s. That is... Despacito. <laughs> no. It's a little bit later, but yeah. Uh, that is the song that everyone has heard, every parent loathed, Let It Go from Frozen. Let it go, let it go, can't hold you back your first pick that is my number one pick ben i don't like where you're going right now oh jesus what is a song with more cultural uh uh impact impact what has what has woven its fingers deeper into the earth than let it go well there aren't a bunch of kids singing it but I will go ahead and follow up my first pick here with something else that impacted the American zeitgeist, Childish Gambino's This Is America. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch me slipping now. 
Tripping? Don't catch me tripping, yeah. <laughs> um, this is America. Uh, came out, God, is it already two years ago? I think so. Um, and it just took over the internet for weeks. Um, dissecting the video, going over everything. There's layers on layers on layers to the lyrics to the video behind that song. Um, there's so much going on for a song that on its surface is seemingly very repetitive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say that This Is America follows up in the um, the same groove as uh, uh, King Kunta by Kendrick Lamar, um, a song that is similarly very in touch with like um, its roots in African American, like early African American, like literature and culture. Mm-hmm. Um, a song, you know, King Kunta became the uh, more or less the theme song of the Black Lives Matter movement in its early days. Um, and I, you know, obviously not. A, I'm not like. A, yeah, uh, not African American, um, <coughs> but my general like feeling from the song was that it was also kind of in the same vein as that. Definitely a very important song culturally. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris, you got two back to back. Ooh, okay, man, this is a tough position to be in. Um, even as I am making my list, I am realizing. Uh, well, looking even, over at what I'm taking. Yeah, I, yeah. just looking over at Jafar's phone, realizing that there was like entire artists I had forgotten to take. At some point, we should do like just an exhaustive draft where we don't debate and we just do two episodes of picking good things, you know? Huh. <laughs> I mean, we could. That might be gimmick infringement on another <laughs> podcast. Um, I mean, do you think you, you think you'd be able to find enough stuff to fill that in? Absolutely. What are you talking about? There's like a in this this thing alone, I could talk about music for an entire podcast of 100 episodes, just right. music from the 2010s. Even just I like, just know sometimes you come in with like four picks and hope you'll find five on the road. Why are you throwing so much shade today, Ben? I'm. You have like talked about this openly on the podcast. Well, yeah, but you like sniping Jafar's favorite music. He's got he's got some anger in him today. Oof. I've got a lot of whiskey in me from yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was there. <laughs> Some of um, us didn't throw up, so it's still inside my tum-tum. Well, <laughs> I can promise when I threw up that there was no whiskey left over. It was at 6.30 in the morning, yeah. and it was only ghost pepper. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen two people have a dick measuring contest with their livers instead. Um, so we drank a lot of whiskey yesterday. Cool. Yep. It was a good time. It, it would have probably... Probably would have killed me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 It would not have done well. Okay. Um. Ooh. Okay. So, uh, first off, it wouldn't be. I would be remiss not to pick a song that has held throughout the last decade a ton of personal significance for me. Um. It became like, kind of like my motto, like my 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 fight song. Um. And. It's if you know me, it makes a, a lot of sense. Um, I am a huge Coheed and Cambria fan, um, and uh, this has been a great decade for Coheed and Cambria. In fact, the last two decades have been great for Coheed and Cambria. Um, Agreed. Uh, it's just 
I'm excited to go see them. Yeah, again. yeah. Jafar and I are going to see them in August uh, for the never ender of No World for Tomorrow, which I am so fucking psyched for. Um, but uh, from the album um, Afterman Dissension, which was the second half of a two part album, which was phenomenal front to back, um, I'm going to choose Century the Defiant. So is that sentry or century? Sentry. So like a guard. Yeah. Okay. Um, the cool thing about this is that it because it's Coheed, most of their music, with the exception of a single album and obviously like rare, like weird singles and things like that, um, their almost their entire catalog is like rock operas, um, and so like uh, this song has a place in the story of the album. Um, and it represents basically like a ghost that somebody is coming across in the afterlife of a soldier who like saw something he wasn't supposed to and is going to report on it, but gets caught and then hung before he can do anything. Um, and so he's like this, he's kind of like a spirit of defiance and of like standing up to authority, which obviously I feel very strongly about, but so yeah, the, the guitars in this song are baritone guitars, which are essentially uh, guitars that are down, um, I guess it would be two uh, two full notes. So the, the high sing, the, high, the low string on the, on the guitar is C instead of E and the rest of it is tuned um, in um, minor and major fifths. Um, and that gives the song just like the ton of growl and crunch that I fucking love, so. All right. Yeah. All right, you got one more, Chris? <clears throat> yeah, next up. So a lot of these songs I just picked um, have like a, a lot of personal importance. They just kind of remind me of things that happened over the last 10 years. Yeah. This one in particular um, reminds me of an adventure. I uh, uh, went on a cruise out of uh, Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. was a lot of fun. But when I came back, I spent three days in old San Juan. And that was like probably like the three, one of the th three of the coolest days of my entire life. Um, the entire city is like, can, well, the entire old city, so the, the entire district, is contained within the like walls of the historic fort, mm -hmm. which means that if you walk far enough, you come up to like an overlook and you're standing on like a, you know, like 100 foot stone wall that is like, uh, a, it's, it's like, you know, two or three meters thick, you know, um, mm -hmm. and looking out basically uh, at the same view that somebody you know, back in the 1800s would have had, which was just really cool. Both of the forts are still there and uh, largely still intact too. Although intact is an interesting word because everything gets rebuilt on islands constantly. But I'm getting too far away from myself. I had a smoothie. <laughs> uh, Chris, That's exactly where I was expecting this to go. Smoothies are not songs. I know, but I had a okay. smoothie in a cafe and it was delicious. And I'm taking the sound of the blender making my smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> and while I was, it was a papaya smoothie. Would that just be Margaritaville, if we're being honest with ourselves? I believe the name of the cafe was Love Papaya. Um, okay. And so they're like, their whole like deal was they, did, they do papaya smoothies. And so I got a papaya honey brown sugar smoothie. Mm -hmm. It was delicious. And um, I pulled out my phone to Soundhound, uh, the, uh, the song that was playing on. Um, and that song was... Uh, Futuro by, uh, and I apologize if I butchered the name, but K 
Cafe Tacuba, um, which is a 1990s band from uh, Mexico that is real weird. So it's a band from the 90s is the song. The song is from 2013 or 14. Okay. Okay. It's bizarre. The whole band is kind of batshit crazy. The video for this is also just fantastic. The rest of this album is awesome. Um, And it was just like a really cool moment. It was something that I felt like I got to take home with me um, from my adventure, uh, you know, down in the uh, uh, Caribbean. The Caribbean. Yes. I also became a rum smuggler while I was down there, but that's a story for perhaps the next episode. All right. Well, it's coming back around to me. And while you were taking us on a musical journey, I managed to add six things to my draft list. Ah, so you can only take four more. So you I now, know. so you now have a complete draft list. <laughs> <laughs> I had eight before that, that that I hadn't taken already. Not including the two I had set aside to ban. Um, <sighs> what do I want, though? I believe I'm going to take... So the mid to late 2010s have seen a very strong resurgence of one of my favorite things in all of music. And that is the tambourine. Super funk bass lines. Oh, yeah. Um, And this one is just so good. When this album came out, this is a fantastic album. Um, I'm just going to let some play here. I love how Janelle Monet managed to become the spiritual su- successor to both Prince and David Bowie, and also the spiritual ancestor of Skynet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's definitely in that chain. Um, I would probably argue that the spiritual successors of David Bowie, I mean, it depends on what era David Bowie, okay, he's so, got a handful, so yeah, David, to be perfectly honest. There, there's no clear line of, uh, of of ascension to that throne. I mean, uh, but, early <laughs> David, like, well, like, I mean, barring the Iggy Pop stuff, you know, Trent Reznor, Blondie, mm-hmm. um, all took up parts of that crown. Yeah. Um, I think that Janelle Monet kind of takes up the, like, the the putting on of a character. Yes. yes. We just know it's not Arcade Fire. Yeah, that's not <laughs> that's not Arcade Fire. <laughs> well, no, no. And arcade he, Fire is not the successor to Bowie. Dave, David Bowie, correct. As we talked about on our last episode. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right, Ben, you've got two. I do have two. Um so this was this was a tricky uh draft for me because I'm I as I have alluded to mostly listen to uh sea shanties and pirate and uh Irish drinking songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am not as up to date on the new music as you kids. Uh 
<laughs> that said, you know, us kids, <laughs> I still have a pretty long list and it's, do I look at stuff that had the greatest cultural or, uh, cultural impact that permeated the, the <laughs> national psyche? Or do I look at like the few songs that actually broke through to me? Um, and one that did both, uh, mm. is old town road by Lil Nas X featuring <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus. Can't nobody tell me After the, the so no- the remix to be clear yes. for Billy Ray okay so after um, after we did no no picks it occurred to me to ban this this song but it occurred to me too late <laughs> what do you got against Old Town Road man I just don't like it oh I love it I I unapologetically love this song I like the idea of it I just don't like it in in practice you know I like the song I also there are much I mean and this is not to say that something is made better by other things being less good mm-hmm. but it is the best of the country rap. There is <laughs> literally nothing that even comes close to it across the genres. But I appreciate both the song and how uh the the hustle to make it because it was somebody who was just like, "Hey, if I put th- make this song this way, it will game the SoundCloud uh ratings and i will get more eyes on my product (laughs) and then he didn't stop there he got pushed back from country and they're like nah it doesn't count man well they refused to put him on the billboard country charts and then he was just like okay no some people would see this as a as a uh roadblock and end here i'm just going to see if harassing billy ray cyrus will get me get him to come and help remix my song and And billy ray was like Hell yeah. <laughs> and then they go and they make a music video with Chris Rock. And uh, I find the song to be a lot of fun. It has, uh, I feel like it isn't just putting on uh, country music airs. It actually has some some fun understanding of the genre that proves he's not just like putting on a cowboy hat and saying it's a country song now. Um, and it's, it's also a, a way I hope that a lot of people who would never have listened to any rap might get introduced to it. So it's true. Old it's Town Road. important cultural touchstone in it, America, rap music. It is a fun bit of cultural interchange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. No, Old Town Road. Um, not a song I put on any of my playlists, but a song that when I turn my car on and it's on the radio, I'm happy to have it there. Mm-hmm. So, for my third round pick, I'm going to go with a song that I discovered a few years ago and just really spoke to me. And uh, it also t- uh, dovetails into something Chris loves, being the Saturn V Rocket. <laughs> because uh, this last decade was the 75th anniversary of the moon landings mm-hmm. and a wonderful uh, band called public service broadcasting made an entire concept album based on taking clips of uh, major uh, space race events and then making songs about them. It's, it uses um, the audio from like Capcom, right? 
uh, this song does. So okay. one of them oh, is just, just to be clear. Sorry, because I am taking demographic overlap. Yeah. Capcom means capsule communications. Yeah, <laughs> I am taking the song "Go" by Public Service Broadcasting. We're off to a good start. Play it cool. There are several other songs on that album. Some of them are like speeches from JFK mm -hmm. or uh, uh, from uh, Russian uh, scientists about their, uh, mm -hmm. you know, about Sputnik or uh, uh, Yuri Gagarin. Yeah. And so it is a concept album where the concept is the space race, a thing that has already <laughs> happened. Mm -hmm. And so they sample the thing that has already happened. <laughs> All right. Uh, can I briefly interject with something that doesn't qualify to be an honorable mention, but deserves a mention? <laughs> I mean, we do have time at the end of the draft list for that exact thing. Yeah. Well, it doesn't qualify because it doesn't qualify this for this draft at all. If you feel like you need to bring it up now, bring no, it up go now. ahead. No, no, no. It's, this is me being supportive, Chris. Go ahead. <laughs> I just wanted to to shout out a, a weird album that I picked up when I was uh, pretty young um, called Laika, Laika Come Home. Um, oh, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's by the Gorillaz. Um, it's just, it's a bizarre album, half remixes, half weird, like B-sides and stuff. Um, but just reminded me. <laughs> the Russian shot a puppy into space and there she remains. Yep. Mm-hmm. Space race wasn't all happy things. It's a lot of dead dogs and orangutans. Oh. Well, um, remix albums have been around for a while. Uh, this song was on a remix album as well, but I'm going to take the original recording uh, for this one in particular. Um, ben, this might be a challenger to let it go when it comes to impact in American culture for this decade. Mm -hmm. um, it's damn close if it's not there. And it's also not one you got a bunch of kids singing. I am not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. I'm, and I'm not letting this shot get thrown away. My shot by Lin-Manuel Lin Miranda. Fuck. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Did, did you even consider this, Chris? It, it just skipped my brain entirely. That's okay. There was a lot of it's a, a lot, lot of good music in ten years. It's a lot of music. Yeah, we could do a decade and have good lists each. We could do a season, or not a decade. We could do a year. Yeah, yeah. we could we could do a year, but um, we could do a s entire season just drafting cool music from the last ten years. I think. Hundred episodes. Have a hard time with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have a hard time keeping track of what had and hadn't been drafted maybe, already. Maybe we can we can like we'll spin this off to a new podcast. We'll call it Ten in Two Hundred. So you and I draft things that happened in the last ten ten years. Ben drafts things that happened be before two hundred years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that could be fun. That's a we good could, podcast name. We could ex we could explore the the common threads. Um, in both the structures and experience of music from today and yesterday. <laughs> Your greatest hits from yesterday and today. Oh, here's some, some Janelle Monet and now 
drunken pirates. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of overlap there. I mean, yeah. More than one would think on the surface, if you were completely unfamiliar with both. Here was Goheed, and now green sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> Maroon 5 and Pachelbel Cannon. Can you tell the difference? No one can. Pachelbel didn't perform shirtless. Mm. Well, you, it's an audio format, Ben. How so. do you know, Ben? Were you there every single time? <laughs> we don't even know if Pachelbel could sing. I don't even... Who is Pachelbel? <laughs> I know he's a composer, but do we know who he was? Like... Was this a, like, did we know that he ever performed? Yes. He could have just written music and stayed in, like, a high, like, wizard's tower his whole life. Most most, uh, composers from that time were touring musicians. Okay. Yeah. But but I mean, do we know enough about Paco Bell? Maybe he was, like, the Vincent Van Gogh of Paco Bells. It's, are you saying, it's Paco Bell, right? Paco Bell, not Paco Bell. Paco Bell. So, Paco Bell. Yeah. Are you getting them snake fries? P a c h e l b e l. Because when he was performing in Italy, he would go to Pisa and perform in the Great Pisa Hut, and then he was Paco Bell. He's at the Pisa Hut. He is the Paco Bell. He's at the combination Pisa Hut and Paco Bell. Now the podcast is actually over. (laughs) We finally found it. Have a good night, everyone. (laughs) Thank you, Internet, for tolerating us for 108 episodes. I'd say we have a good run, but... I don't feel wow. that I get to say that anymore. At least we figured out one thing. And that is how many Paco Bells it takes to cancel this podcast. Just the one. Chris, you got two picks. <laughs> if you pick up this fumble and keep running right now, the podcast might be saved. Oh. We're doomed. <laughs> okay. I've got a I've got a tricky decision, obviously, because there's so much good music left. Um, kind of like keeping in the groove of songs that like really uh, like kind of caught my attention, became important to me. Um, this next one um, I found out in a kind of like strange circuitous way about fuck five years ago. Um, I kickstarted a game uh, called The Flame and the Flood, mm-hmm. um, which was probably one of the coolest things that I've 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 invested in. Um, for one, it actually got made, which is rare. Video games on Kickstarter, kind of a spotty track record. Um, the song, as well as the rest of, or sorry, uh, so the, the name of the game, Flame in the Flood, the title song of the soundtrack, also The Flame in the Flood. Um, and the game and its soundtrack have sort of like a symbiotic relationship. The music was kind of created in response to it and in, inspired some of it later in development. Um, it was written by a, an artist named Chuck Reagan, um, who is kind of hard to classify. Um, he's kind of just like energetic folk country 
um, but not really country that much. Um, I believe he's Canadian. Um, regardless, uh, it led me down a path uh, to picking uh, uh, picking up a, a couple of his of his albums, and one of the songs that kind of just got me and stuck with me is called uh, "Something May Catch Fire." You wanna burn this down and leave a mark to And yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's just got a good energy. Um, I love the kind of almost drunken, like energetic tempo at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's like almost a little bit off. Like for a second, you want it to be a little bit faster, but then you just like feel yourself kind of like drunkenly bopping along to it. Um, and then uh, Chuck Reagan, his voice is just kind of unique and, and awesome. So, All right. All right. <laughs> yep. Next pick. Keeping on in the vein of... Um, like excellent vocals and also kind of a similar genre. Um, before the last, no, I guess this would have, oh, okay. There's a chance that this was more than 10 years ago that I initially found um, a band called uh, the steel drivers, um, which is a wonderful um, bluegrass band. Um, most people probably will not have heard of them. Um, but Later on, uh, the lead singer, uh, guitarist of the Steel Drivers, went on uh, to become uh, relatively um, well-known, Chris Stapleton. Um, And he has had kind of a moment in the sun uh, following the release of this song, which I can say, unironically, I liked before it was super popular. (laughs) I was genuinely delighted when it caught on. Um, and uh, Chris Stapleton actually performed this song with Justin Timberlake at the Country Music Awards, um, which was just pretty cool. Um, I still think that like some of the best country music is coming from Chris Stapleton. He's a singer-songwriter in the country community. Um, he is ha- just has like a phenomenal voice um, and just an unparalleled ability to find the perfect combination of melody and lyric. Um, So I'm going to take um, Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton. All right. That is a good song. I like it a lot. Yep. All right. Um, but Chris, have have you seen my Stapleton? Whew. <laughs> I'm you know I'm just numb to. I'm it just trying point. to inject some levity into this podcast. <laughs> you guys are you guys are looking so hard at your lists. You're you're just trying to pare things down. I'm just like let's make some jokes, guys. <laughs> jokes? Does anyone listen to this podcast? For <laughs> does anyone listen to this podcast? Yes and yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so my next pick is a song that I just listened to the shit out of. Um, if you've been in my car in the last two something years, you've probably heard this song come through my speakers at some point. Um, the entire album is fantastic. Her entire discography is fantastic, and most of it qualifies for this draft. 
but I have to limit myself to one song, unfortunately. Los Angeles by St. Vincent. Who I think is in the process of accidentally going viral right now for playing for playing way too much <laughs> Zelda. Yeah, for playing too much Breath of the Wild. It's great. Yeah, um, I am not familiar with this story, but okay. There's, just, there's this perfect photo of her just like realizing how many hours of Breath of the Wild she's played, and like thinking about the fact that she could just be playing it now. Right. It's like, like literally over 300 hours logged in the game, and she's just like. 300 hours. That's great. Um, All right. Oh, fuck, man. I love it. I love it when positive things capture the the zeitgeist. This doesn't happen too much anymore. No, it doesn't. Um, But Los Angeles is a great tune. Um, It is right up my alley. Um, Has his all of St. Vincent's work. Uh, She's fantastic. And I love her for forever. Hopefully. yeah. Hopefully I get to continue saying that, but I'm pretty sure she's a decent person, so I'm not too I worried I appreciate about it. that you like her. All right, Ben, you got two. Yes, I do. Uh, so I am going to have to go with uh, finishing my list off with some songs that just really mean the most to me. Uh, so one of the bands that... Uh, I really have come to over the last couple of years uh, found a way to make me appreciate things I uh, I didn't know I would be interested in. And then when I looked deeper into their catalog, I found they had also written so- albums entirely based around things I like. Hmm. That band is the Mountain Goats. Yep. Yeah. And I am taking a song from their uh, most recent album in League with Dragons, I'm taking Going Invisible 2. Look in the attic where the blinds are drawn. You won't find me, I'm gone. I'm gonna burn it all down today. Down today, okay. I completely love this song. I love the Mountain Goats. Uh, If... (laughs) <laughs> just earlier today uh, uh Gloriane asked me play a bunch of sad mountain goat songs <laughs> and there was not a shortage of them they wrote nope. a whole album about or a whole string of songs about a couple realizing they hate each other but they can't get divorced and they just are like well I'm taking you down with me um how very decemberous yeah. And then also just so many wonderful songs about just how you feel when you're sad, because sometimes you want to sit in that and feel your feelings. So if the Decemberists were a band in like 2100 writing songs about the like the the aughts yeah. and onward as though they were like writing like tongue in cheek in the style of yeah. Back then, the, the result would be the Mountain Goats music. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, fuck. Uh, yeah, the the very first um, album that I checked 
on starting to make a list for this uh, just to make sure. I was very, very certain it wasn't, but I had to double check it wasn't uh, eligible was the Sunset Tree by the Mountain Goats. Um, I was sad. Uh, the Life of the World to Come came out in 2009. Yeah. Um, that is probably my favorite Mountain Goats album. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, this was a very good decade for them. Uh, Beat the Champ was real good. Uh, and so was In League with Dragons. I liked In League with Dragons a lot. The coolest thing about In League with Dragons is that they did. Uh, I keep. It's so weird because. The Mountain Goats is like one guy most of the time. So I keep wanting to be like he, John Darnielle. Um In this case, it was just one guy. He wasn't doing it with a backing band. But he did a live stream of the album, of a couple songs from the album, from uh, Wizards of the, Host, the Coast's uh, headquarters. Oh, neat. It was, yeah, it was awesome. So I got to hear a couple songs uh, early through that. I do have a outline for a campaign that is completely based off that album. <laughs> uh, nice. It's it gets weird because that album gets weird. Yeah. At it's a certain almost point, like John Darnielle isn't writing rock operas. <laughs> at a certain point, you become spies and have to hide out in a uh, 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 mobile home. Uh, what is it? A uh, lot. Uh, okay. Uh, trailer park. Trailer park. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, mountain goats. I love them. I love Going Invisible too. Excellent. So, with my last song, this is tough because there are a lot of... I have 15 songs on my list, and that always just makes this really, really hard. Somebody should do a super cut every time one of us says, this is tough, this this draft. Yeah. <laughs> Not it. <laughs> but... uh I'm going to just pick the one that hits me the the hardest and is the most important to me and probably I have listened to the most. Uh, And I'm going to go with, (laughs) I believe it was, I believe I messed up some uh, Spotify uh, algorithms by having this be one of my most listened to songs of a year. (laughs) But it is uh, Cups by Anna Kendrick. Is that the one from the... It is the song from Pitch Perfect. Okay. That was so popular, they just released it as a single. (laughs) Yep. It's a cover, right? Yes. Okay. I mean, if if we select a cover, as long as as it was recorded in the... I, I don't ask because I'm trying to invalidate the pick. If you decide to, that's okay. I have nine other picks. Not, no, I mean, that's not, not what I'm interested in doing at all. Um, more so, I was just trying to segue some conversation, Yeah, but that's it, fine. It is the song she recorded with cup percussion that she actually just learned how to do by watching YouTube videos. Uh, <laughs> Which is funny because people then learned how to do it by watching YouTube videos of her. Yep. Yeah. 
We should get a smooth segue stinger. <laughs> Why? We never get to use it. So for my pick, um, I remember very distinctly the first time I heard this song. Um, it was um, a, fr- a good friend of ours, um, Eander, mm-hmm. uh, tagged me on Facebook and he tagged me and all of his biological siblings. Hmm. Uh, when he posted this song, um, he tagged his biological... Well, I haven't actually spoken to him about this, so I'm making an assumption here. I'm assuming he tagged his biological siblings because the name of the song is The Mother We Share uh, by Churches. Um, and he tagged me because he knew immediately that this song was so up my fucking alley that I needed to hear it immediately. And oh. he was correct. Oh, yeah. that's I a, did. It's a great song. Um, I did oh. need to hear it immediately. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Um, and I've been listening to churches ever since. They're great. Clearest Blue is great. Um, to be honest, I almost took Death Stranding, but it's been like three months since that song came out or whatever and I'm still jamming to it regularly <laughs> so I'm just going to let the uh, the paint dry on that one a little bit more but I probably like that song more than Mother We Share right now. Yeah. Um, I might come back around on that feeling. Um, also their cover of the Arctic Monkeys uh, Do You Want to Know is just mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Um, big fan uh, Lauren Mabry right? Ugh. Yes. Um, yeah, just excellent vocalist. Be still my beating heart. But yeah, churches. Great. Smooth segue. Chris, your pick. <laughs> Wait, don't you mean Kiverches? Oh. No, Chiverches. Chiverches. Kind of like all vase. Yes. Oh. I'm going to do something a little tricky right here. Um, Please don't. <laughs> it's, 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 not, it's not stretching the rules. It's just consolidating a couple of picks into one pick in a way. Um, I think one of the coolest things about the last couple of years has been um, kind of the explosion of the whole YouTube music making scene. Um, And I don't know if that is too broad, but what I'm specifically talking about is um, Pomplamoose and Pomplamoose's friends, Mm -hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, you could argue actually that it, it starts a lot earlier with um, Julia Nunes, um, who was actually kind of on YouTube, I think, making music before Pomblemos was. Um, obviously, she started very young, so she's had a lot of different things throughout, um, but I've really been enjoying her music this year. She's d- done a lot of work with Tessa Violet, a lot of work with Dodie, um, a lot of work with Orla Gartland. Um, I love all of these bands. All of these bands are fantastic. All of these singer-songwriters. All of these singer-songwriters are, are fantastic. Um, and I wish that I could take all of them. Uh, but what I'm going to do is kind of combine. Um, uh, Jack Conti of Pomplamoose has a funk band mm-hmm. called Scary Pockets, which yep. has been like pretty much my 24-7 jam for the last year um, because he's like pumping out high-quality funk covers pretty much weekly. Um they're fantastic, um, and uh, the cover of 
Crash Into Me by Julia Nunes. Um, I guess it's featuring Julia Nunes. combines like the instrumentalism of the like Pomplumu scene, which is just like fucking unparalleled. Like all of the musicians that perform with Scary Pockets and with Pomplumus are like the best in this generation. Um with um Julia Noons, who like I I just am like solidly enamored of of her voice. Um and Crashing to me is just like a song that I remember fondly from the '90s too. Um, what? It's a weird song. It's a, it's, it's a weird song. It it becomes a different song um, when a woman's singing it, and I like it. Um, uh, but I'm in particular. I remember that "Crash Into Me" was played uh, during a scene in which in in the movie Joe Dirt. Oh Jesus! <laughs> where Joe Dirt is going back to the broom closet where he sleeps. They, that song plays and. <laughs> My family, in my family, Joe Dirt was very, uh, very well watched. Oh boy! <laughs> anything, anything made by Chris Farley or David Spade is pretty much like uh, canon in my family. So, all right. So, Chris, do you have any honorable mentions? Fuck, do I have honorable mentions, Ben? Um, the song I was going to take by uh, Julia Noons alone is uh, "Used to Want." That's fantastic. Um, Was It You by a band called Joy Kills Sorrow. Um, They are a bluegrass band. And they uh, are unfortunately no longer around and no longer releasing albums. So it's kind of a very bittersweet song for me, but fantastic. I had The Wrong Year and Down by the Water on my list as well. Mm -hmm. Um, The Decemberists. um, uh, I couldn't really make up my mind about it, um, but uh, either Ship to Wreck, Delilah, or um, uh, What Kind of Man by Florence and the Machine off of the album How Big, How, Be- how Blue, How Beautiful. Ship to Wreck would probably be my pick out of Ship those three. Ship to Wreck is fantastic. The reason that I saw all of those and like the overarching honorable mention of that one is um, Florence and the Machine made a short film with another director whose name escapes me um, called The Odyssey which uses um, about nine songs off of that album, and it is just fucking amazing. Um, and then uh, last but not least, um, there's a song called September Doves by Lost Dog Street Band. Um, and that one in particular uh, is a song that was given to me by um, dear friend of all of us of the podcast, although I'm certain he's never listened, uh, Jordan. Um, and... Uh, very recently, we had a um, incredible evening where him and I stayed up until 3 a.m. drinking bourbon and listening to bluegrass. Um, and uh, those are the kinds of memories that you ought to enshrine. So. All right. Well, I've got a couple as well. Um, one, another song that really just seeped into the the consciousness of the 2010s call me maybe by carly ray jepsen <laughs> on my list uh also just a banger uh yeah carly oh, yeah. ray is the best her most recent album is fantastic uh party for one is just 
I've listened to like I cycle through pop songs pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. Like it's all like this will be on a playlist for like four months. This will be on a playlist for five months. Party for one, I think, has been on like my last four playlists at this point. Like it has made it almost a year or something <laughs> since it came out as a single. Um, it's been a minute. I love that song. Uh, also, run away with me by Carly Rae Jepsen. Mm-hmm. Great song. Uh, another song that just really got under the cultural uh, fingernails. Royals by Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, about the baseball team. She actually. It is about the baseball team. Yeah, it's, it's so cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, that was. It's about the Kansas City Royals. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yep. Yeah. She <laughs> saw like a magazine cover with them when she was a kid, and when they were in the World Series or something. And that was like she came to associate it with success, and that's what the song's about. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Uh, in in the same vein as you really digging on bass lines, uh, what I think is probably the best bass line of the decade, Dangerous by Big Data. Yeah, Dangerous by Big Data's real good. Yeah, that um, also up for contention, an artist that I hate, but a song that I love, Attention by Charlie Puth. I'm not familiar with it. Oh, the baseline. He does not deserve that baseline. <laughs> oh, listen to that. As soon as we're off this, we're listening to that song because you will dig that baseline. A band that had a real big moment early in the decade and has completely disappeared. Uh, Some Nights by Fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and in the, the same uh, vein, uh, Pompeii by Bastille. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bastille had some other songs, but yeah, Fun kind of vanished. Yeah, well, but also like, Hopefully, you know, they come back. I like when bands come back, but, you know, uh, Pompeii was just huge. And sometimes it's hard to, like, ever recapture recapture that. Mm -hmm. Um, A song that is, uh, and then last, I've got three songs that just meant a lot to me from this decade. Uh, Defining Me by Motherfolk uh, is a song that I just love. Uh, Night Call by Kavinsky. Uh, if you know it, it's probably as the theme song to the film Drive, mm. which might be my favorite film of the 2010s. And then Kill Your Hil- Heroes by AWOL Nation. Oh, AWOL Nation. I, I was actually surprised uh, no AWOL Nation went uh, during this draft. I was also really surprised, Jafar, no Kimbra. Um, on my honorable mention list. I, I, um, I toyed with having... Uh, 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 Gautier, uh, somebody, yeah, somebody that I used to know. Yeah, somebody be- that I used to know is actually my first on my honorable mention list. Um, with Kimbra, um, uh, Settle Down, Kimbra, um, Human, basically anything she's a uh, cameo lover. I love a lot of her music, um, but I understand that's mostly a me thing. Um, she's not really... No, I like her. Well, I- yeah, but yeah. but you don't like... Even I like her, and it's like, okay, yeah, I'll throw on a Kimber album. It's not like something that I'm consistently yeah, going yeah. back to the well for. That's fair. She's kind of, I mean, she's very eclectic with that, with her style. Um, and so I, I appreciate the hell out of her for it. Mm-hmm. Um, similar thing can be said about Amanda Palmer. Um, basically, anything off of theater is evil. I could have taken for this. Um, Party with a rock star. Um, a mm-hmm. Killing song. Bottom feeder. There's a bunch of stuff there. Um, her new album is also great, and she also covers "Let It Go" yeah. in her life, in her current life tour. Um, it but it has a very, very, <laughs> very different meaning, which I'm I will not get into on the podcast. Not surprised. 
She's a weird lady. She is. She is wonderful. Eccentric. She is fantastic. Um, the world needs. She more just Amanda put out Bynes. an album. I think that would diminish the one we have, and the one is enough. Anyways, um, <laughs> also honorable mention: New Light, John Mayer. I think Amanda Palmer is coming to punch you in the eye now. Ben. I'm just gonna stand here and wait for it. Um, let's see. We've got. If everybody appreciated her, she wouldn't be avant garde, and you guys wouldn't enjoy her as much. Um, she could be super popular, and I would still enjoy her as much, for sure. Yep, has proven by my love of Gatya in the early 2010s. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, was very happy for him. He made a bunch of money, and then he got into politics, and he's doing what he wants to now. Um. Other honorable mentions, though, uh, DNA by Kendrick Lamar, uh, Taylor Swift style. Mm-hmm. Great song. Um, Quitter by Dawes is probably my favorite song by them. Uh, they're another great band. Um, the Next Day by David Bowie is the best David Bowie song of the decade. Hmm. I'm just going to get that out there. Um, you probably don't listen to me when I'm talking about David Bowie enough to remember this, Ben. But I listened to Black Star for the first time about a month and a half ago. Um, that now that's bizarre. That is really really weird. So um, I mean, obviously, I've been a huge David Bowie fan my entire life. Yeah. And when Black Star came out, he had just passed, right? Mm-hmm. And I hadn't listened to it before he had passed. It was two days. Yeah. Um, and it really hit me hard. And I made a point of staying away for it for a long time just because uh, there was this sense of finality to it. You know, I know that I would never get more music from him. Yeah. And it took until the anniversary of his death this year, um, which is also the day my grandmother passed away, actually, um, for me to go and listen to it. Black Star is a memento mori. Like, yeah, like it is infinitely evident that, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I've heard the song, like the single that we can't talk about, yeah. but has an album. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't really get into it until recently. And honestly, um, I mean, it's good. It's mm-hmm. definitely good. But I think uh, next day is better. All right. Um, oh, and then uh, quick shout outs to my current. um pop interests just to they're not really songs of the decade but if i didn't throw a shout out to bad ideas by tessa violet and this is on you by macy peters i would feel terrible i love both of those songs dearly what did treat me like a pirate come out this decade i don't think so but maybe to be honest i didn't think to look something by the jeep should be an honorable mention <laughs> turquoise jeep or we'll just... maybe maybe not <laughs> <laughs> all right that's like, all i got i like the jeep but i don't I don't think they need to be enshrined. Would you say way. you ride the Jeep? I, I have ridden the Jeep. All right. Um, another honorable mention, actually. Uh, to uh, the kickstand band uh, for our theme song, How It Feels, which I think is out. Came out and, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, it just was released on Spotify. 
So it shows really? it as a 2019 release. <laughs> oh, shit. Let Nifty. me go add that to all of my playlists immediately. <laughs> yep. You can find their music on Spotify, apparently. Yep. Um, and also at thekickstandband.com. And feel free to shoot us an email at drafttheuniverse@gmail.com. Let us know uh, what your favorite songs of the decade are or what you might want us to draft in this new season. And as always, you can join the conversation on Facebook.com slash Draft the Universe. Follow us on Twitter at Draft the Verse, and you can engage with us and our social media manager, Keith. There. Hi, Keith. 